Hey, hey, friend. Welcome to today's episode. Many of us Christian homeschoolers, we homeschool because of our faith, and that is a very noble reason. However, I tend to observe and see, unfortunately, that it is easy to get lost in the education part of our homeschooling and lose this focus. And it is why I am really huge. Um, If you've been around here for more than a minute, you know, (laughs) I talk about you need to know your why you need to have a vision statement and goals. Why do you do these things? Because they help to keep you focused. Especially I tell the moms and clarify your homeschool. I want you to reread these things, this why your vision statement and your goals and rework your goals for this homeschool year before every single homeschool year because it will help us to remember what we're doing, why we're doing it, and we can align our homeschool with that. So if you're curious as to how to instill your faith in your children while you are here with them in the homeschooling years, I want to encourage you to listen on to this episode. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Like I mentioned, instilling faith in our children during our homeschool years can easily get lost. There is a lot on your to-do list, right? Not just with homeschool, but maybe You volunteer at the church. Maybe you have a part-time job. Maybe you help out in the community. Maybe you're helping out family and friends. There's activities that the kids are involved in. There's cleaning that needs to happen. There's grocery store shopping trips that need to happen and lots and lots of meals that need to be made. Maybe there's high school credits that you're worried about. There is a lot. But this valuable time with our kids, I want to encourage you to utilize this time that you get with them within your home that you get to speak into them day in and day out without a ton of distractions, without them having to get onto the bus and go off to school and come home without having to counteract what they are learning somewhere else. Now, yes, and activities and there, you know, I know we've, we've been around that too. Even if it's a church activity, sometimes there is a little bit of counteracting of things that have been picked up, but we don't have to do the ton of refocusing our children's hearts and our minds if they were away from us for seven plus hours a day. Now, I felt very, very much, I know that I was called by God to be a homeschool mom. I know that that was what he wanted for us. And it was never a part of my plan. And I am sure that resonates with a lot of you, that it wasn't a part of your plan. And then here you are. And then we embrace it. And we jump in with two feet and go for it. Now, I didn't attend a Christian school. So to me, the incorporating of faith day in and day out was brand new. Suddenly my kids were at home and, and we and we did that. I had kids that were in, in public school for a few years and we did include our faith in the morning and in the evening and on the weekends and 
but we kind of miss that seven, eight hours during the day. And so incorporating it then in what we're doing in our education was really a new thing for me. It was exciting. It was fun, but it was something that I had to learn. So if you are not used to doing this, it's okay. You will get there. The part of what you need to know is just to start to do something and to realize that maybe you are not incorporating it and that you really do want to. So today I'm going to be sharing from my own experience, but I want you to remember there, this isn't like a no money back guarantee or something. There's no guarantee plan when it comes to instilling faith into our children's lives. Our children then need to embrace that faith. You as a parent, me as a parent, we get to be the guide. We get to share our faith. We get to share life with them. We get to introduce them to the God who created the world And we get to walk alongside them with this. We get to grow in our knowledge of God with them and watch them grow in that as well. But ultimately, it is them that gets to decide this. And I think that going alongside of these couple of things, these, I guess, five points that I have today that goes alongside with is us and praying, praying for our children, just a constant praying for them and praying for the things that we see and praying like, Lord, just show me how I can speak into them. Show me how I can teach them these lessons and help me to be open to the way that is the best way to share my faith with them. So just remember that eventually, ultimately, it is them that has to embrace their faith. But when you start to really focus in on this during your homeschool hours and days, we'll say, I mean, all of all of life is homeschooled to me. And you start to see as they get older and their excitement for their faith and serving the Lord, there's just, there's nothing better. Um, There's a verse, I think it's in third John, I'm going to kind of butcher it, but he's saying something and, you know, I kind of relate it to as a parent and he thought of these um, people as, you know, like in the parent and child kind of way, but even though he wasn't their parent, Uh, but I think it was something about there's no greater there's no greater something, no greater thing maybe than to watching your children uh, walk in faith, something like that. And I really should probably memorize that. Sorry, <laughs> which is ironic coming to number one. Okay, <laughs> but just um, know that God honors our hearts and our time and our effort that we make. And so I want to uh, encourage you to do that. So today I'm going to share with you five things that really help me to instill faith in me. I say me, it's we, <laughs> um, although I was the one, you know, during the homeschool hours and stuff that focused on this, but it was my husband and I. So the first thing here is to memorize scripture. Like I said, a little ironic that I did not have that one memorized. So <laughs> let me give you a resource that was really helpful for me and my kids when were younger, just memorization. And it was a huge struggle that I had in school because memorization is just not my thing. Some people have an easy time of it. I do not have a good, I'm just not good at memorizing. And I know that I know I can get over that. But one resource that my kids and I use that I probably would say that most of my Bible verses that I remember are from this. I grew up in a Christian home, so learned a lot of like the foundational Bible verses that I can still quote from that time. But memorizing scripture, and one thing that we used, it's called Seeds Family Worship. Now, back in the day, we had all the CDs, and they might actually know we we changed vehicles. <laughs> I got a new minivan a couple years ago, so they're probably not still in there, but probably up till a couple years ago, I think all of those CDs were still in my minivan because we would listen to that when we would just go run errands and whatever. But now you can listen to them. Um, I think they're like, they're probably on Pandora, Spotify, they're on whatever you're going to listen to streaming. 
but it's called Seeds Family Worship. And I think they have some on YouTube. If you um, have a membership to Right Now Media, I do know there's some in there, but it's called Seeds Family Worship. And they take Bible verses and they make up a song to go along with it and music. And it's funny. One There was, I think, a couple of months ago or at some point when all three of my kids were home, I randomly put it on to see and they and they still knew all the verses <laughs> that um, and the songs and everything. It was, it was funny. But they've come out with a lot more ever since then. So I want to encourage you that if you're having trouble just sitting there and just, you know, regurgitating a verse then maybe try out something that comes with the with a song. So the second thing here I want to mention about instilling faith in your children is doing devotionals, doing these together, do them during morning time, do it during breakfast, maybe lunch, maybe dinner. You have a captive audience right then and there. I remember having a couple different ones that I wanted to do. There's some that I was like, okay, I want to do this during school time. And then there was one or two that I was like, I want to do this as an entire family. So we would save that for dinner time. And we would read through and discuss it. And this ties also then into Advent. I know we are here in July and we are halfway, you know, it's through the year. So it does not feel close at all to Christmas. But just know that this is like when we would tie in some of our Advent stuff at the end of the day as a family or maybe over a meal. Um, But doing this as a family, whether it's you, mom, and the kids during the homeschool day, you can incorporate it, tie it into your morning time. It is the staple, I would say, to the morning time I have with my kids. It is the very first thing that we do for morning time and some other books might rotate in and out, but some type of Bible devotion, whether we're reading the Bible, studying a book of the Bible, or we're using some type of other supplementary resource, we'll say. And we do this because there's just something about studying the word together and having a bond and relationship building time over uh, studying studying the Bible and maybe doing devotionals. There's some great things that come alongside you when you have young kids and as they get older. But then there's also a point where you want to start to encourage them to read the Bible and maybe do a devotional on their own, some type of studying of the word on their own. And you can kind of figure out when they are ready to do that and what kind of resources to introduce them to. The third thing is to attend church together. And this right here, next thing I'm going to say, might step on some toes, but I am a huge proponent of kids being in the service with you. Now, some churches, there's no, there's never even an option not to. And some churches there are. We have attended both types of churches throughout the years. And when we have attended churches that there was a separate service for the children we decided that they could go to that for Sunday school and then they would come into service with us. We were one of possibly the only or only probably the only family that had young children in the service. Everybody else sent their kids to the other to the children's service and that was their choice. But our choice was for our kids to sit in the service with us. Now there was many years that James and I did not sit next to each other. We kind of laugh now because we can sit next to each other and all three of the kids can sit next to each other in church and not cause a commotion. But there was many years that it would be child and then, you know, him, maybe him or me, and then child and the other one of us and then child. So they were all separated and mostly it was the boys. All right, I'll just tell you that. It was mostly the boys couldn't sit next to each other because they just enjoyed being together. It wasn't like they were being bad or anything like that. They just kind of wanted to play. But I am a huge proponent in kids sitting in the service with you. 
And this is just from my own observation. Maybe if this is not, I have not done a study. I have not done like a controlled study and taken out all of the different factors or anything. But I noticed that the kids then who were to then start to integrate into the church service when they were maybe uh, tweens or teens had a harder time. And most of them kind of fell away to coming to church. And so that was a concern for me. And I know for myself as well, I mean, I grew up in the church, went to church every Sunday, sat in the service with my parents, and I still had a little bit of a hard time when I went to college. I was still really nervous about going into a church that I didn't know and trying out churches in the areas. And spoiler alert, it kind of scared me away that I did not do so. And so we've also been really purposeful in helping our children walk and navigate that so that when they are out on their own, they feel really comfortable just walking into a church. And I think homeschooling helps to lend itself well to that because, you know, they're very well socialized. Okay. Number three here. Oh, no, that was number three. Sorry. Number four is to increase the depth of how, like, well, I guess how deep you go into the word as they get older. So for example, you have a child that is a new reader and you give them one of those first Bibles or something, you know, just very basic words of stories in it. And actually even younger than that, they don't even need to read. My kids have little Bibles and, you know, be like the story of Jonah and the story of David. We just see very basic stories that kids get excited about. But then, then giving them a Bible that has more words in it and then giving them maybe their actual own Bible. Maybe it's a VeggieTales Bible. That's okay. And then as they get older, maybe it's more of a study Bible, but it's also just increasing like what you're doing. So your devotions as a family or devotions during morning time, during your homeschool time, getting in deeper. It has been really amazing to just get in, dive in deep with my kids. And I'm going to tell you right now that the ages they are right now, they definitely could theologically talk me under the bus if we were like the same age at like 20 and 20, if I was 20 and my daughter's 20, she has blown past me. And that's not to be like, oh, look at you. You're so greatly. That has nothing to do with me. That has, it has to do with, I mean, it has to do with me and James's parents as far as being consistent and intentional and working at it and being able to, at having all this time as homeschool parents giving them these resources and not, again, not having to combat uh, what they're learning somewhere else and having to shift uh, so many times, you know, every single day when they come home with new things that they have learned by being away and at school. So just increasing the depth of the knowledge and just how deep you go into things when you get to high school and stuff, even before that, you can do this, but getting into theology and how deep you can get and having like some conversations and sometimes not agreeing and seeing eye to eye on things and really diving in deep has been really fun. So last one here is that it's really important for us as parents to allow other people to speak into our children's lives. That way, they don't just say about the faith, oh, that's just my mom and dad's faith. They're just the weirdos who believe in this. They're just the weirdos who read the Bible. They're just, they're the only ones. When we start to pull in people, and this is important when it comes to attending church together, they get to see and look around. When you sit in church and you look around, you're like, wow, these people look normal. They're actually really nice. And if I was to encounter them out in the world, I would probably really enjoy them as well. They're not the crazies that you know, people point from outside the church point to and say that we're the, we're just crazy and insane and whatever else they say. I don't know, but 
allowing others to speak into their lives. I was very purposeful at different seasons in life to align people that I knew were solid in their faith. And that would be a really good influence to my children to align my kids with them and to align that they could spend time with them and to pull them into our lives and to give my kids opportunities to hear from these people that they respected and looked up to. So for example, here would be my middle kiddo and his business and everything. And having him specifically connect with other Christian business owners who are men that he could look up to and speak into, they could speak into his life and say, look, this is some of what you're going to run into. And this is how you deal with it as a Christian, as a believer. So, and it can go all the way down to younger ages. That's just one example, but just aligning people and having those in within your life that you see things, you see the world, you have the same worldview. Maybe you don't see eye to eye on every single thing and that's okay. But just your kids knowing that there are others out there and feeling comfortable with those other people to maybe ask them questions and to listen and allow those people to speak into their lives as well. This could be something formal. It could be you asking and saying, Hey, would you mind speaking into my child's life? And I would, you know, would be so honored if someone would ask me to do so, but it could be something formal like that, or it could just be informal and aligning and having families together, having people over. If you're like, ah, I don't know if I can have people over. There is a homemaking, a home, no, a, um, a host, a hosting, <laughs> whatever the word is, uh, hosting others within your home. And, uh, I'll link that in the show notes. Let's just, we'll just put it at that. But there's a way of doing that of just more discreetly and having friends over that are just encouraging and your kids are just listening, especially, I mean, during the tween and the teen years, and they really look up to these people and they're like, huh, I hadn't thought about like, so it's not just mom and dad. So I hope that these five ideas have really given you some ideas and maybe a little, little fire under you if this is something that hasn't been important to you. Well, if it is important to you, but you haven't been taking time for it, I want to encourage you to take time for it. And I would love to be able to be someone to speak into your life and to walk alongside you in your homeschool journey, no matter where you find yourself in and no matter what concerns you have. And did you know that I offer a mentorship program? I certainly do. You can go to littlebylittlehomeschool.com backslash mentorship and find out all the information about it. It includes two times that we get to meet over Zoom and the first time we will talk about everything. <laughs> and the second time then that we meet, you'll set that up and we will, it will then be a follow-up and to kind of build upon that. And it's just been a fun way for me to be able to connect with and speak into your life specifically. And I would love to be able to meet with you through the mentorship program. So you can check that out. That link will be in the show notes as well. Friend, I just hope you have a blessed rest of your day. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.